I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Just how painful is it standing on stage in front of a crowd of people when you're trying to make them laugh and they're just not having any of it? Now it's time for my worst gig with Irish comedian Ryan Cullen. Ryan, uh, cheers for coming on the show this evening. <laughs> Thank you very much for having me. No worries at all. I said, sometimes I like to treat this as some form of uh, cathartic therapy where you know comedians can come on and just talk shite about the worst gigs that they've ever done. Before I ask you about your first one, how long have you been gigging now? I've been gigging... Oh, I started around when you were doing comedy, so what was that, seven I think it's years seven ago? Years now, about seven, now, yeah. I think it's 2012, that's when I started. Yeah, that was my first gig, somewhere in 2012. Where was your first one, can you remember? Anshaw, on uh, Camden Street. Oh, Up, yeah. Upstairs in Anshaw, there was about ten people there, I, and I ripped the first gig. I thought, <laughs> well, that is me, I'm live at the Apollo next week. <laughs> and then I died so bad for about four in a row right after that. Oh, really? It, Oh, yeah, yeah. God, yeah. Oh, God. We'll get to some of those in a minute. Anyway, but this this is all about celebrating and re-traumatizing you with the worst gigs that you've, <laughs> that you've ever done. Because, as you said, some of them go brilliantly. And then for whatever reason, whether you're shy or the crowd was off or whatever, some of them can go obviously terribly, terribly wrong. But what was um, some of your worst ones? Well, right. I've had bad ones, the usual stuff, you know, the crowd's going bad, you know, you're trying to save it, it just doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. I, I once had like a whole like a whole room in Listole basically just looking for the wall because one of the jokes, they just did not like it. But they like physically like turned and looked into the wall oh. and were like, I'm not getting involved in that. Oh. But but the worst gig I've ever had is like, I, when people, you know, you ask a lot of people, what's the worst gig you had? Mine's, my worst gig is 20 times worse than my second worst gig. <laughs> you know, like I, I know exactly which one I'm talking about, you know? yeah. Now, if you just listen to this as well, because I text Ryan earlier on going, hey, do you want to buzz on and do this? And you straight were like, brilliant, yeah, I have one that stands out a mile. Yeah, it does, yeah. Mine's, oh, I better just start from the start, brother, because there's a fair bit of TV. Yeah, yeah, set us up, set us up. Take Basically, I was booked to do, um, it, was a, it was a weekend in Bundoran in Donegal, right? <laughs> this is a home gig for me, really, basically. Well, you know, same county anyway, yeah. right? So I was told there's a Father Ted weekend, okay, Father Ted comedy. So you come in, there's a, you buy a weekend ticket and you can come to the show on the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, right? And it's in the Great Northern Hotel. Yeah. So uh, I was booked for the first gig, the Friday night, okay? But what they didn't tell us was or, us or the people that were... Um, you know, going to the gig, there was literally nobody from Father Ted on in the first gig. <laughs> so, so, um, <laughs> now, I arrive into the Bundorn. I know Great Northern, right? I'm here with my extended family. 
So my mother's there, my father's there, four of my aunts, four of my uncles, my brother, my sister, and most importantly, my grandmother and grandfather. Lovely. Most of them have never seen me do comedy, right? I'm already worried because I'm pretty, like, heavier, but, you know, darker stuff, something like that. And yeah. most of it's about my gr- people dying in the family. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> how, how many years ago was this? Like, how long were you doing comedy? This, oh, no, this is two years ago. I knew what I was, I knew what I was doing <laughs> at the stage. <laughs> now, I arrive at the Great Northern, right? And it's a ballroom, okay? Like, But you could fit 3,000 people in there if you wanted. It's massive. It's just uh, evened out into, like, round big uh, wedding tables, you know? With like, and there's only about 100 people in the whole room and yeah. they're all spread out as far away as possible, okay? So when I walked in to see this, I went, no, this is not, we can't do this. Push everyone up. This is, this is a disaster. You've set this up for like a conference call, obviously the manager, okay? <laughs> so I'm warning people, this is going to be a disaster. Uh, half the people didn't show up. The guy kept delaying the show. All these people who are a very old crowd in their 50s, 60s, uh, were getting drunker and more angry that the show wasn't starting. Yeah. So it was an hour and a half after the original start time oh, no. it started. MC is trying to kind of like, basically, they all waited until the show started to complain about the show. <laughs> so the MC went on. I'll not even say he, he was dying. He was trying his best to, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, he's trying his best to get them on side. I walk on stage and, you know, like I do jokes, okay? So like it'd be, it's quite joke heavy. You know, the yeah. whole way through is joke heavy. I, had, I was to do 20 minutes, and I only did two one-liners. What? I only did two. I did two jokes, and then people just started shouting at me. So just <laughs> the front row, right? They were like, they were screaming, like, how oh, did this only start out? I'm like, I'm the same as you guys. I do not know if there's chat to the manager. So you're, the, you're turning into, like, customer service for the gig, taking complaints. Yeah, I'm trying to do a joke or whatever, right? Massive, I can just see the massive round family, my whole extended family, just staring, going, like, what is this, right? Uh, no. Now, this is where it starts, right? So uh, I'm, I'm sitting there trying to calm people down. Eventually, I'm like, listen, I'm being nice. I'm like, I know there's thing. There's clearly been some confusion. Go out to the, the thing. This is in the middle of the gig. This is already a terrible start. But I haven't even started comedy. It's me just sitting there going, if you want refunds, go into the manager. Okay? <laughs> Reading out the terms and conditions after their tickets going, I'm sorry, guys. You have 48 hours to get everything back. All right. They're like, I'm, I'm aware. I'm aware I'm not Father Ted. Okay, right? <laughs> Some guy gets up, right? This is how it starts. It kicks off, the, right, by one guy standing up, big, massive guy, uh, looked like a skinhead. He stands up and he walks right up to me in the thing and kind of goes to reach for the microphone. And I kind of step back and he goes, I paid 20 quid to see Dermot Morgan, not you, okay? Oh, my God. And I, I lost my... I like I, my tantrum. I was trying to hold my temper because, uh, of course, my family was in. I can't even say on the radio here what I said to him, but it was along the lines of like, Dermot Morgan died in 1998. You, mm, yeah, yeah. quite heavy after that, right? Now, then it yeah. all kicked off. His wife tried to attack me. She threw a bottle at me. Okay, what? so threw a bottle at me. These couple that were on the same seat were like. Don't be throwing bottles, that's a disgrace. Then the two couples started fighting each other. Now I'm trying to do like crowd, uh, stop them fighting right in front of me. Like, this is already a thing, right? Uh, I tried to just shout at them all to get out. One person tried to glass the other and missed, hit the chair. Uh, people had to be separated. That table eventually leaves, right? But he, he's starting to leave, but he's, he's out. I can see him in the back door trying to get back into the gig, right? So I'm like, oh, this is awful. And then I see my father coming out and hitting him, basically. <laughs> so, so I'm on stage at this stage. The entire front row have, have left out of pure anger. The rest are still shouting by the back two tables, which one is my family. I can see my dad fighting the guy that started me about Dermot Morgan at the back. I'm still trying to, like, 
get crowd control. Eventually, I, I was just shouting at people. I was like, whoever doesn't want to be here, get out, because there's more, there's more to Canadians. I'm done now. My show's ruined. But there's another four or five coming on, so you either get aboard or get out, because this is what's going to be, right? And I kept trying to, like, I lost it, right? So this happened. I walked... I, by the way, I walked about 50 people. I had a before picture to my friends in my WhatsApp group, and then I had an after picture, and they were screaming, laughing, because I was only on 20 minutes. I think, no exaggeration, I walked about 50 people, right? So for, about 50 walked out, and then I was like, okay, um, is it, are you all here for comedy? Yeah, and I did one more joke, and some old woman just started again, and I went, I, I lost it completely <laughs> for the second time. Um, some, which the saddest part was there was another, there was like an elderly couple at the front, and they were from Dublin, and they stood up and went, this is kind of the saddest part for me. They, they stood up and turned to the crowd and went, no, please, I've seen him before, he's actually quite funny. And I was like, oh, this is so sad. I could see uh, John Cleary was at the side. I think it was John Cleary was headlining the gig. He was like doing like, you know, like putting his hand across his throat, like cut yeah. it, go here, break. Get out of there. <laughs> Get out save of there. yourself. Just call a break. Just save yourself. I was like, no, I have to win this back because, you know, my family's here. Uh, and I did not win anything back. <laughs> I, I just, basically what happened was I got, I got off stage, basically, right? Usual bad crowd work. It's not working. Everybody's furious. I've walked 50 people. The only people left are like three round tables and one of them is my family. Yeah. One is a round table of young people who thought it was the greatest thing they've ever seen. <laughs> they were like, this is the best show. Nothing could ever. Is I just this stand-up comedy every week? It's just yeah. like a mix between MMA and stand-up. There was fighting thing. My dad's hitting people basically at the back, right? <laughs> I get off stage, like, uh, I walk up to the, half my extended family have not ever seen me do comedy. Like, they, yeah. And uh, I go up, and my grandmother had tears in her eyes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is like, it's literally hell. If you had like, I was like, this is just ticking the, right? So she's crying, basically. She's just, like, so upset. We all do not stay out for drinks. Usually you would. Everyone, I knew it was a bad one when we just went back to the hotel room. Everyone oh, no. went. To, Listen, Ryan, we're just going to go back to bed if that's all right. Sorry yeah, about we'll that. Yeah, we'll just, We'll call it at that day. <laughs> so I go back to bed. Um, I go back down to the bar myself, right, with my dad. And the guy, I see this commotion at the bar. You know, this is about an hour and a half later. I go down to the bar. My dad's, my dad's coming down with me for a drink. Uh, and I see the good, the guy that my dad was fighting yeah. that started the whole thing. And he's fighting with the barman, looking for me. He's demanding my room number. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. So we were like, oh, no. So basically, uh, him and his wife got kicked out. They got removed in front of us when we walked into the bar because he, he kind of like was trying to make like a gopher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is all like, I'm just traumatized at this stage. You know, uh, I didn't think I could get traumatized because usually I'm quite hard skinned on, on stage. Like, I kind of enjoy it sometimes when it goes wrong. <laughs> like, this is kind of funny, you know. But this <laughs> yeah. was, no, I was traumatized. I wake up the next morning, go down to breakfast, and you can just see a lot of people staring at me, right? worst part was my grandmother came up and goes oh I was alright last night you know Ryan but if I had any advice for you I think you should uh, yeah, a couple of more jokes in your act I was like that wasn't my act I didn't, I didn't go out there to cause a riot she thought that was my, my thing some sort of Andy Kaufman performance I'd go up and just, uh, just antagonise the crowd yeah yeah oh, it was very funny uh, my manager's like I'm not paying you because you cost us at least 400 euro in refunds <laughs> Yeah, uh, that was my. I think that was that was pretty much my worst one. God, that is that's horrific. Yeah, it was it was spectacular. It was only like I should have known what I was doing. It was only like two years ago, you know. But who um who else was on? Do you mind me asking? So John Cleary, it was who John Cleary was on. Um, 
Lisa Casey was on. Yeah. See, the MC was Joe Dowling. And Joe Dowling, there was someone else on, but Joe Dowling was MC. But Joe Dowling was a last-minute MC. He drove from Gaul- uh, from Dublin. The MC pulled out on the day as well. So Joe arrived like three minutes before the gig, and the gig yeah. was already an hour late as well. You know, like he, <laughs> oh, <laughs> the whole thing was we were going to have to change the the lineup and everything. Did the, like, uh, actually, Joe, you're weirdly actually on time because this is going. <laughs> this you're is actually second. early. You can relax there now for a minute. But hang on. So did did Joe and Lisa and John go on then? So what happened after me was we pulled the brake. Everyone that wanted to leave left, and I just left a small crowd of people for the second half. Like, there was meant to be three acts in the first half and then John, but basically we just had one act, caused a riot, uh, they all left. There was My extended family stayed for the gig, and then, like, one long table. <laughs> oh, by the way, John did great. And I was like, aye, no problem, aye. I just walked everyone that was causing hassle here. Yeah, well, that's, what, that's what you're there for, isn't it? You're going out to take care. Uh, you're the human shield uh, when you're on first or second for those kind of gigs. Well, the worst thing about it was I came out with a cam head. I was like, this is going to be awful, but, you know, because I knew by the way the setup, I was like, this is set up badly, you know. Uh, but, like, it'll be fine. We'll get through it. I'll set it up nicely, you know. They, they reshuffled the, the thing. They were like, oh, we can't put someone brand new on first. You go on first, right? And this is going to be a rougher one. And I was like, yeah, no problem, guys. I've got this. Yeah, take one for the team. <laughs> I've got this. Yeah, I, I ruined that sort of thing. They had a great, they had a nice little second half because everyone that was rowdy, everyone that stayed was like, well, I was the best first half I've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> God, I've never, I've never, uh, I've never seen anything like that happen, like throwing glasses at the- I threw a glass on stage and then the two of them tried to glass each other as well the two yeah. I've been at a gig where a comedian has gotten into a fight afterwards after after the gig uh, yeah. I won't say where it was but it was his own fault I won't say who it was but he went up and did really really well after thinking he wouldn't and then for whatever reason had won too many and got a black eye and I, I had left before he had started the row right and remember hearing about this or seeing him post on Facebook and going what and like what 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 happened you know comedy's meant to be fun and happy days not people getting glassed and bottling themselves so that was uh, did you do any other gigs that weekend was that at the Ted Fest thing That's no it wasn't at the, it wasn't the Ted Fest it was just a one off right. weekend that was organised about two years ago two and a half years ago I'd say at this stage yeah, in the middle of May or something um and I know the Great Northern and Bundoran. <laughs> you know, I felt like it was a home gig, a homecoming yeah. gig. And I was like, well, that's me done forever. Yeah, I mean, the homecoming ones can be nearly extra nervous because there's always, you get away with more in front of a room full of strangers because, you know, you can have a bit of crack and there's no expectations or whatever. But did <laughs> there's nothing worse, especially with your family. I, I take your family are from that neck of the woods as well, are they like your grandparents and stuff. And General area. You know, like, you know, about an hour away, but like, it's Donegal. And you know, Donegal and, and traditional. And I imagine when they heard this, when you started seven years ago they're like oh that's nice but he'll get a real job soon enough no no there's oh she still does that <laughs> like I've, i'm literally moved to edinburgh and i'd still get the call going do you know, i want to do teaching still and i'm like okay i tell you it was one bad gig come to another one <laughs> come to a good one. <laughs> oh, that's so bad because I, I hate when when people you know especially family are there because uh, you know you if you the extra pressure of you know messing up and all of a sudden they're like here listen the uh, you know there's jobs going in my place I can put a CV in for you and you're like yeah thanks very much yeah cheers sweet <laughs> yeah fair play God so is there any other now you said that one is on a pedestal I don't even think I'm going to have on anyone on here ah. ever that's going to even get close to that that's like the worst best gig I have or the best worst gig ah, yeah. <laughs> we've it's, ever it's, heard it was you know what I'm happy it happens now because when people ask about it I've got I've actually got one instantly. Yeah, that's good. Is uh, there any other I, ones that are kind of a bit bad? 
I saw uh, there was one in Ed, uh, Edinburgh here I saw recently it wasn't actually me uh, but the gig was not doing too well okay and yeah. this new guy came on uh, and it was my favourite cringe moment I've seen in a long time so he's like um, he's trying to win them back he's like I'll do crowd work start them out and I was like you're nice. not going to win them back it's very late show on a Saturday but everyone was just too tired and uh, he starts chatting to this guy in the front row and he's like look at this guy guy's not even looking at me He's got his eyes closed and he just kept poking at it and we were like, we knew what was happening. Oh, no. We are like, oh no, oh no. And he just kept going like, hey, what's wrong? And just, he was, you're not even staring. And the guy was just like, I'm blind. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, loved it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the guy, the comedian who could see didn't even see that coming. I mean, my, uh, exactly. the yeah, guy yeah. with the eyes didn't see it coming. Mother of God. Oh, it's just one of them ones where everyone at the side is like, we can know, we know, stop it, stop poking. <laughs> you would have been better off glassing him. Just kind of yeah, before he says, he's just going, no, take what, here you go. I just kind of laughed. Actually, to be honest, I think, I genuinely think I would have lost my cool in that gig quicker than I did if it weren't for my family. So I'd actually, if they weren't there, I'd like to see how much worse that would have got. <laughs> yeah, if it would have been full tank brawl. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it wasn't even the fault of the people that booked it because it, it was booked. But it, thing is, just they weren't there, and it had to be left to like the the hotel who had never like ran a gig before like that. So they set it up like a conference, and it was a little bit late and delayed. You know that yeah, kind of way. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Everyone who I've talked about their worst gigs, a lot of it always comes down as well to the room and to the, oh, to yeah. the simple things like the layout of the seats. Uh, like round tables are terrible for any event because half the round table has their back to you naturally anyway. You know what I mean? Yes. Exactly. Yeah, I think. I mean, like, uh, there's a couple of bad ones where. Oh, uh, well, I did. I did a gig to complete silence in the Edinburgh Fringe Festival Lovely. about uh, two years ago as well. God, it was two years ago. I was going through a rough time. Bad year. <laughs> uh, it was uh, setlist. Have you heard of setlist? Setlist. Uh, so setlist is basically you go on stage, uh, uh, like, uh, like a thing drops down behind you, uh, like a, it'll say something like purple monkey dishwasher and you have to do at least like two minutes right off the top of your head oh kind of like improv stuff nearly it's kind of improv yeah but you can't like um, yeah it's basically improv but you, you have to go kind of like very quickly put a thing together in your head so right. you just talk for a sec so uh, I did not do that because in my head I was like oh so confident I was like I'll just start whipping out one liners about <laughs> these things and then I realised I was like obviously yeah, I couldn't write one liners in three seconds and just hit them Yeah. and then I was like the only person I could fear laughing was my friend Kai Home who was the guy doing the slides I could just hear him, his laughter only echoing through the room and uh, there were about 300 people there oh god uh, and, and, and then um, he just kept putting up the same slides I was like next slide and he just put up the same one I'm like oh <laughs> god nothing worse how long was that it was only a couple of minutes of dead silence about 7 minutes or something like, oh, you know, you, but still it didn't feel like 7 minutes Oh, I can imagine. Feel like, feel like a bloody hour. Apart from, uh, I mean, before we move on, maybe have a quick chat about some of your better gigs because I know you've you've taken the plunge going over there and doing really well over in Edinburgh gigging and stuff. Any other quick worst ones to mention before we move on? I know. I think the the one I briefly mentioned, uh, which which always stuck with me, was when I was doing a gig in the stall called Mike the Pies, and it was a great gig. It is a show. That place is like one of the better places. You'll chat to comedians and bands and everything. Lovely place, right? But when I was there, uh, my show was going fine. I was doing well at the start, but then I mentioned um, I mentioned uh, <laughs> the abortion referendum. And I was going to say, oh, I'm pro-choice myself, and just like the entire left side of the wall, just like purposely just went, oh. and just stared at the wall. Rather than the crowd, they just stared. They actually really went out of the I appreciate 
how out of their way they went. Yeah. Rather than just they just stared at the wall for the next twenty minutes, they just went. That, that must have felt a little bit awkward. Did it for a minute or it two? It did. It did. It felt awkward. Not just for me, who clearly was looking at it, going like <laughs> Jesus. Was half the other crowd looking at them, going like. You know, a collective. That yeah, money. where we go from here? Oh God! But I felt like the only way. To, I like honestly. I, even if I started saying the Our Father, I don't think I would have <laughs> you brought them back, back around. Crowd work with the Bible. Going, I. Ah, but we read from Genesis now, folks. Huh? Anyone like Genesis? Ah, uh, exactly. Oh God! Right. Well, they're impressive now, Ryan. They're some of the best worst gigs I've ever heard yeah, well, here. On that a, just makes it sound like I'm a lunatic. I know. Yeah, <laughs> 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 he's a madman. What are some of the kind of the, your favorite gigs over the last seven years? Then, oh, well, one of my favorite gigs I ever did was the most nervous gig I ever did was supporting Stevo in Vicar Street. Oh yeah, right. Because before that, I was like, this is the worst. Cr- this is going to be the most violent crowd. They're not even going to remotely listen. You know, like because they're quite all over the place. It's a jackass crowd. Yeah, you know. So I went on first, and I was meant to do half an hour. And uh, for about 20 seconds, it was just what I thought. Everybody shouting stuff, like not even listening, shouting at each other. Was it mainly kind of lads, or was it oh, a mix? Yeah, of course, 90%. <laughs> you know? But uh, basically, someone shouted something, and I had a great comeback within the first minute. Yeah. And then yeah. all of a sudden, they all just stayed silent and listened to me. <laughs> and I had a smashing gig. I was like, wow, that went way better, but thank God that guy heckled me. And I yeah, got him, because otherwise they were like, I am not listening to this. Um, even there was even Steve-O, like, I felt sorry for Steve-O because he had some way better than I thought he was going to be. Uh, they all, like, um, he was really funny, They but at parts of it, they were so loud and shouting, saying, like, set yourself on fire. Uh, they just want to see him burn, yeah. Yeah, that he just, at one stage, I felt sorry for him, just went, can you just please listen to me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> <sighs> Rat out everyone today, boys. <laughs> Come here. Did you um? Were you chatting to Steve O beforehand before the gig? Oh, actually, in fairness, to, like uh, it, it was the most bizarre because I was I was like, what is this going to be like? You know, mm. what the hell is this going to be like? So I walked in uh, to backstage in Victor Street, and he was cover- He was like putting his stuff in his hair, you know, like really greasy. And I go, uh, how's it going? I'm the support act. He's like, oh, how's it going right here? Can you help me? Can you help me? Have you got? Uh, do you have like? Can you give me that bottle of hairspray? And I was like, What is going on? Uh, and I give him the hairspray, and he sprays it around his hair, and he lights his head on fire. What? So it, it so his head explodes into fire, and he puts his head out. And I was just like, Well, I think that's actually couldn't have been more jackass than I thought. I go, What are you doing? He goes, Because it was the first night of the tour, and he goes, What? You see, what's happening is I have forty nights in a row, and I have to at one stage I need to light my head on fire, right? But. It just, it's a thing, it's a, for another story, but I don't want to burn my hair off by the end of the tour. So he'd put something in his hair and then put hairspray around his hair. And then, so basically it was just the hairspray burning <clears> rather <throat> than his hair. Oh, he had like some like fire repellent gel or something. Aye, and basically by the time it, but anyway, that was literally within two seconds, but he powdered <laughs> his head in the fire and I kind of was like, okay, so uh, you want to do 20 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, should I call any medical attention or medical personnel? No, you're fine. God. Yeah. Uh, one of the best things, best gigs as well, was the Altitude Comedy Festival. I just I'm just back like two weeks ago. Oh, that's over in the the Alps, is it? The it's in the Alps, yeah, in Austria. That was um, that was brilliant. Brilliant comedians like you know like Andrew Maxwell, yeah. Louis Lyons, Marcus Brigstock, you know, uh, people like that. But it, it's up in the Alps. You go <laughs> snowboarding during the day, and then you come down and do shows. 
it's on every year. I would, if, if anybody's listening to that, I would go to Altitude. If you have the money for it, it is one of the best things I've ever been to. I've, lo- I've seen it advertised and I've always been like, I would love to go there just to see what the crack is because <clears throat> can you ski or snowboard around? Have you no, ever I it? can now. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I went in uh, just like, first day I was like I'm going snowboarding then yeah. show me how to do this and I, I was in pain the entire holiday it was great <laughs> yeah it can be a painful experience what are the what were the venues like over there was it just in some of the bars or did they set it, up a different tent or no but like some of them are like nightclubs but they're all perfect for like uh, some of the venues are absolutely perfect for like comedy because they're basically like nightclubs where DJs would be yeah. but you can get everyone right up close and it's a perfect size room low ceilings it's uh, some of the venues are unbelievable they even had one in a very old barn like an 18th century Austrian barn oh, and it was wonderful yeah the whole thing was the venues were great you know it's all inclusive everyone knows each other by the end of it like all the punters come with you to all the shows you do ones on top of the mountain. You do one down the base camp. You do them. We had road you should battles, do one. Yeah. You should. Oh, you should do one while you're skiing down the slope with a crowd of people. To see. <laughs> All right, my God. Hey, you can do it. You're going backwards. Going. Hey, <laughs> any couples in? What's going on? I do not have the skill for that. Not yet. But do not. <laughs> but uh, you obviously you're based over in in Edinburgh now. Are you going to be back in Dublin anytime soon? If someone's listening, and wants to check. Oh, I'll be back. I'll definitely be. I usually come back for weekends and like the laughter lounge or the international now. So I think there's one at the end of June is the next time I'll be back actually. But uh, one of the better ones is if I had to plug anything was the July the 11th. Me and Jim Elliott are doing another roast battle. One of the ones we usually do. Oh, in back upstairs in Wheelands. Yep, yep. Back upstairs in Wheelands, July 11th. They there, were we crack. do them. I did your I did your first one, I think, or judge. Yeah, yeah. Big judgy head of me. I was like, Big. no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it. It's brutal. <laughs> it is brutal, yeah. If you've seen the, um, I suppose it's like the, the roast battles of celebrities you see on TV, except comedians going head-to-head in vicious, no-hold-barred roast battle comedy shows. Ah, yeah. Some of the ones on TV, these ones, you'll be like, all right, this isn't going to end up on television, so you might get a, an even worse one dropped in the middle. <laughs> you know, but um, nah, they're good fun. Like, they're, we only did them two or three a year. Yeah, they're good crack. And come here then. You're, uh, where are you on online that people can stalk you? Our best place to do it is like uh, Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. That'll be the easiest way to. And what's that's the, the, one, the user handles? Ryan Cullen ninety on all of them. Ryan Cullen ninety. Listen, yep. uh, Ryan Cullen. Thanks for popping on from my worst gig. And if I ever get anyone with a worse gig than that one up in Bundor, and I'll let you know. Yeah, do definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, man. All right, thank you very much. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.